the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the hosts and guests are their own, and not those of 930 AM, The Answer, or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And happy Mother's Day. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. You can be a part of today's show at 308-8867, 308-8867, toll-free, 866-308-8867. Thanks to everybody that came by and visited with Calvin yesterday uh, and uh, for the uh, dedication, grand opening, what you will, of the Butterfly Garden here at Millburgers. And, uh, and the hummingbirds came by and visited. The hummingbirds really must get the, uh, the radio we show. More, we saw more hummingbirds than we did uh, on the Butterfly Garden than we did Except butterfly. We did, we did see a giant swallowtail. Yeah. yeah. But he wasn't on, the, wasn't on the butterfly garden. No, it was out there. And, of course, it's hard. Well, one advantage of a nursery like this with... 200 square feet of uh, zinnias <laughs> is that the butterflies find them. If, I, if I'd have known that was going to happen, I would have brought my net and, and I would have placed him in the <laughs> shown him where the butterfly guard was. You know, like I yes, used to. Yes, I remember how you used to. <laughs> We're still getting. The Butterfly Council is still <laughs> sending us emails on that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so it was a, it was a nice success and... Uh, uh, you can come by and see the butterfly garden now anytime and see what kind of plants are in it. And uh, get, check out the butterfly list, butterfly plant list. It's on plantanswers.com, and, of course, it's here at the, the nursery. And then some of my um, Express News articles are archived about my favorite butterfly plants and then how to have 12 months of butterfly plants. But uh, the neat thing is, uh, if you come and look at the garden, uh, that... Uh, yeah, the garden, butterfly garden, can be really attractive and have your favorite plants in it, and still attract a lot of butterflies. But uh, zinnias and mistflower, uh, milkweed, and uh, I put porterweed in there as my four favorite. There you go. Well, the porterweed, uh, did you notice it in the butterfly garden? Oh yeah, uh, it's, it got a big, biggest cluster of blooms. I've yeah, ever the seen. purple, the purple was. And then, of course, we got them right, right out in front of us here now. The, oh, red, the yeah. dwarf red, and there's the purple starting to bloom. It's I described it as the weirdest of the <laughs> butterfly plants, but it, it's really a, it's pretty, it's really pretty attractive. And of course, I think it's a concentration of the sugars in the nectar that uh, you were absolutely right about. The, brings the uh, you, you know, butterflies you, you and swear with those 
There's a little little flower on each stock. There's enough stock that it makes a nice show, but nice stocks. But uh, those butterflies will fight over those little that little blooming. Oh area. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's not pretty enough neat. room. You need a few. Yeah, you need a few of those in your butterfly garden. Paul Cox was just the tree huggers. Uh, I was too. <laughs> They've got a yeah, new. Uh, a hug me tree. Uh, a hug me tree where you hug the tree and it talks to you. Yeah, it just says how much it enjoys being hugged. Well, uh, you haven't hugged it, have you? Yeah, I hugged it yesterday. Did you hug it? Yeah. Did it talk to you? It seemed to feel a little uncomfortable. Oh, okay. It said, all right, buddy, move on. Uh, <laughs> I thought, wow, that wasn't what I expected. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hugged Claudette. That was better. Uh, yeah, but she, she definitely told him to move on. Yeah, yeah move on. Yeah, she had a conversation with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a cute little thing. It's the uh, Hug Me Tree here at Millburgers. You'll see it over by the uh, porch uh, when you uh, come on by. We have three people hugging it right now. That's well, the no, they're kind, of, they're kind of cautiously. Yeah. Go ahead, hug that tree. Oh, oh. oh poor tree. <laughs> All at once, it's just a little hug, and oh, man. All right, 308-8867 is our number, and Jeff is on the line, 308-8867. Hey, Jeff, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Good. What's going on? Um, I have a question. How do you uh, stop the, the have uh, some Roma tomatoes and uh, the bottom right on the bottom of the tomato how would you stop that yeah it's a roma tomato uh-huh is it in a container yeah they're in a, a pot yeah and they're making lots of tomatoes but the yeah. bottoms are kind of rotting yeah well that's called blossom and rot it, this must be a we've gotten a lot of calls on that well, I th- so I th- that, I, this must be the word a uh, bad year for it. Well, I think of that that cool e- the cool nights we were having Maybe and so. goes to eighty eight degrees. Yeah, and in a container especially. Yeah, uh, it's caused by uh, fluctuation. The actual symptom or the actual uh, cause cause is that the is that the plant can't uptake uh, calcium. Enough for, some, okay. for, uh, for that that reason, and but the addition of calcium, it has to do with the environmental factors, and uh, just just adding gypsum or some calcium source doesn't solve the problem. Um, a lot of a lot of people think, and some somebody called in and said Epsom salt, uh, but. Uh, the addition of uh, available calcium doesn't solve the problem because it's an environmental factor. Well, now, it can okay. also be caused by fluctuations in water. In yeah. other words, drying out uh, any, yeah. anything that uh, stresses the fruit. Or, or you know, the, this idea of cool at night and then the sun comes out and it gets real hot and the plant transpires and there's a break the, the pressure, that vascular pressure, is so much pulling that water up. Right. That there's just a break in the the, the amount that the roots can send up to the fruit, and the amount that is needed, and that's when you get that black. A lot of times, it's just 
this yeah, but, early. Yeah, but it doesn't. Usually, it doesn't rot. It's just a hardened yeah. area, and that that hardened area, you notice, is always on the ba- the bottom, and that's where uh-huh. the uh, fruit is expanding, and uh, and the uh, the uh, the tissue is is softer there, and and it it stops growing like Calvin very adequately. Uh, it just explained a while ago when the when the t- environment is correct, uh, it can't it can't it stops uh, taking up uh, water and nutrients, and that uh, leads to that area being uh, tenderized or, or it stops growing and and then it uh, uh, has that blackened area on the, on the ba- on the base. So it doesn't doesn't bother the fruit. And usually that fruit is the first to ripen, and at some sometimes you will get a rot in there, but most of the okay. time it's just a hard hard surface. And, it, so and then quite often, quite often, it, quite, some some varieties are more prone to do it. And then right, but quite often it's just the first few, and then after you get into the summer, that uh, the plant deals with it, and it, you don't see it again. Uh, okay. uh, we we uh, this this got to be a bad year because yeah. how many questions have we had on that? Yeah, as gro- as good yeah. as everything's growing. But... Yeah, as good as everything growing. But usually, like I said, when the when the weather uh, modifies or gets better, stabilizes, blossom yeah. and rot. So you only have a very small percentage of the fruit that's affected. Okay. Uh, elo- elongated fruit such as uh, Roma. Uh, have a tendency to and watermelons, long uh, long watermelons, also show uh, blossom and rot. And then uh, a cabbage, I, I know in the Winter Garden uh, where where we produce a lot of commercial cabbage, uh, they have a malfunction. They have a deficiency called uh, black black rot, black black heart or black rot. So and, that was a, that's called that's caused by that's ha- internal. Are you happy with that short answer we gave you? There's nothing you can do. Just, yeah. just watch your water and make sure it's consistent, and uh, wait for the weather to change. Okay. Good luck. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. But Thanks. Good question. Most Thanks. of the time, those are the first fruit that ripen. So, if you if you look at uh, However, I, I say that not all the fruit are affected. We, you know, we had a call the other day that all the fruit was affected on that, but not not on the hybrids, the ones that we recommend, but on the heirlooms. Yeah, remember okay. that call? Uh huh. Last week, I guess it was. All right. Thanks. Th- thank you for calling. Thanks, Sorry Jeff. you're having the trouble. You take oh, care. Right. That'll free thank up you. a line at 308-8867, One of the things we promised Evelyn yesterday is we would do a call out to folks and uh, see what your uh, what we were trying to find out the with the taste of one of them, whether they were finished, whether they had ripe fruit. Was that the uh, uh, on the on the uh, uh, HM uh, eighteen twenty three? Yeah. Did you say you've already gotten some or no? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we harvested Everybody, Everybody's saying that that's the first one to ripen. Yeah. Now, of course, we only had, we've only had two. They were big. They didn't have blossom and rot. And uh, we 
You cooked, cried. Cooked, you cooked them. Cooked one of them. No, one of them we had on sandwiches sliced. Oh, uh, okay. And then the other one we cooked as a breakfast uh, uh, vegetable, and uh, they passed muster. I mean, they tasted they tasted good. Of course, that's a small sample, and then we'll as we eat some more over the. And we didn't let them get. Uh, Really didn't really let right. get vine right because yeah. right. yeah. I, I uh, hate to share with the mockingbirds and the woodpeckers there at the beginning. I don't know why people worry about that. Do, do, well, I, d- I don't after I've harvested about three bushels, <laughs> but the first the first few and they're perfect like that. Yeah. I, I hate to let the, them have them. I got to thinking about cooking. Uh, didn't you? Did you say y'all barbecued them or, or on well, a grill? Well, we 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 do. We will just we will put them on a barbecue, just big uh, thick slices. Okay. Or half a half a tomato, and do you uh, batter them? Nope. No. You just put them on the grill yeah. and and they cook. get they get kind of wrinkled and warm. Okay. And then for the ve- vegetable, we do a thinner slice, and you just put them in the in the uh, egg pan, you know, with the bacon grease. Oh, okay. Okay, it's good. You were saying that that's a South African. Well, product? that seems to be. I, uh, we have it quite a bit. Yeah. And then when I when we visit uh, her family, uh, they have it quite a bit too. So. so you, you don't put them in grease or anything. We, well, like in the breakfast, we put them in the same pan that you cook the eggs in. Okay. Which has got the bacon. Okay. Grease in okay. It. So it's good. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. So call yeah. us with your tomato reports. Yeah. Uh, Kevin got a wonderful article, and we didn't get to mention it in yesterday's paper, about the uh, uh, bloom, different blooms that are showing up. It got a pretty picture of a... Of a Mexican olive, on, on, on it's in my my essay section C, uh, 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 section C. I was looking for the page number, but it's anyway, at the back, the back of the sports page. Yeah, at the back of the sports page, and he talks about a different bunch of different things that are blooming now. The. Uh, uh, and all all the things that you can plant and use around that will be blooming now. The uh, uh, I, I have to have to agree that blue bonnets and poppies and are are nearing the end of their bloom period. I still got They're, some uh, blooming. Is it do you really? Really? Yeah, that's why I was. I had a. They're a nearing work. the end of their seed cycle. Well, you know, uh, of course they. I had a. A crew that came to put up a shed for mm-hmm. us, and of course they parked right on the middle of the. <laughs> and I was watching those poor the, the blue bonnets, and there were still some larkspurs in there too. <laughs> but there's still I noticed that there's still some. Yeah, that, every, that every every now and then when we were harvesting the seed, uh, we had everywhere from uh, from dried seed pods uh-huh. to even popped seed pods on the blue bonnet. And all the way up to green seed, all the way up to bloom on the same plant. And I mentioned this in that article, but one of the things I was real happy with last year, I pulled the, you know, larkspur plants 
they're kind of tall and they mm-hmm. they they look especially rugged when they're drying out. And so I pull them when the seed pods are about half half of them are brown, and then put them in just set lay them down in various parts of the vacant. There you go. Uh, That's the way. Bo- yeah, and boy, I had some really nice uh, little thickets of uh, larkspur. Oh yeah. And of course, out there in the raised bed garden, they'll get three and a half feet tall. Mm. Out there in the packed down soil in the vacant lot, two they, feet. Two feet. But really, both blue and but white. But they bloom pretty. Yeah. Uh, and that's another plant the butterflies really like. They'll, oh, yeah. They'll go to them uh, uh, certainly before they go to the snapdragons. Oh, yeah. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And mark your calendar, the Festival of Flowers, the 20th anniversary year, is happening Saturday, May 27th, 9 to 5, over at the Al Zafar. That's on 1604 between Blanco Road and... Uh, uh, Stone Oak Parkway on the outside of Loop 1604. And everything that you love about the uh, Festival of Flowers is uh, going on there. We've got the plant exchange, different seminars, the organic roundtable, uh, even some more special events. Saws will be there as well doing their uh, conservation and giving away the plants. And let's see, what else do we have? The Saws Conservation Station. They're going to build, uh, the Master Gardeners, I think, are going to build a... Uh, um Rain garden. Yep. So to show everybody what they're talking about, San Antonio uh, River Authority. Millburgers will be there, as always, and they do a really cool, uh, what's called a display garden, and uh, it's going to always different themes and always a lot of fun, always good for pictures, too. Plant exchange. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most popular parts of the Festival of Flowers is the plant exchange. Go to the, uh, the website. I guess it's not the Garden Volunteers anymore, but it's safestivalofflowers.com for the rules for the uh, for the plant, plant exchange, exchange because uh, you know a lot of people participate, and so they uh, have found found it necessary to have some pretty. Yep, uh, it's right there. Uh, Click here for official rules, tips, guidelines. So uh, go to safestivalofflowers.com to learn more about all the stuff that's going on. You can see which seminars are going to be there. We should be broadcasting live from the uh, from the show, so that's going to be a lot of fun. It always is to visit with folks. What's that? Is that two two Saturdays from now? Yep, not, not next Saturday, but Saturday a week. Okay. Yeah, Saturday two. Yeah, two Saturdays. Thank okay. you. So go to SA Festival of Flowers to learn more. Uh, it's Basically, it's the premier garden show in san antonio yeah don't uh, go if you're looking for combination windows or hot tubs yep you'll be disappointed yeah but if you're going to look for, for plants and plant advice uh, you will not be disappointed at the festival of flowers may 27th al zafar nine to five we'll get ann on and maybe we'll even give away some tickets uh too she always gives us tickets to give away so listen for that is that a ticket that i gave you there no oh, it's that just, just information oh okay That's hey it. but you know this what else Calvin's speaking what <laughs> no, I, no. Do you know the uh, tomorrow somebody in this group is speaking for the Garden Volunteers of South? That's Texas. right. I was just getting ready to mention how. We, I, how could I you, am very excited about my opportunity to speak. How, to how could you find out what uh, what's going plants are going to be sold sold in say like the Garden Volunteers for South Texas booth? Oh, you could go is to there. Any way you could find out before. You could go uh, to the, that. Could you go to tomorrow's uh, tomorrow's program? Hang on, Jim. I'm I'm speaking. At, that, that's at noon at the Garden Center. 
It says, Dr. Jerry Parsons returns. <laughs> Where have I been? Uh, <laughs> but anyway, we're going to be talking about the uh, at, at the Garden Center. Uh, my talk will be at noon, and I will be followed by uh, Logan Pierce from Garden Anywhere Box. And he'll be talking about... Uh, workshops on how to how to grow in a grow box cool and, and i'll be talking about the the many plants that we're going to have for sale uh at the uh, uvst uh, in a, booth in uh, addition to the speakers festival. they've always got good snacks and you can learn about the garden volunteers of south texas it's a neat organization to to learn and to participate in all the gardening uh, events around the the city, around the region, actually, and they're a pro- they play a prominent role in water conservation efforts, plus right. in the, the plant research efforts that go on. Jerry has a crew of gardening volunteers in South Texas that assist him in all of these uh, plant tests that we talk about, uh, rodeo, tomato, and the whole works. Yeah, and we will have Rob DeRocher will bring some. Uh for some of the plants that we'll be talking about, and they'll be given as uh, auction, uh, given as door prizes. That's cool. Oh, very nice. So uh, there's several so incentives keep, to go. So we keep talking so that Milton can get real nervous here? Yeah, we, let's talk to Jim for a second. Oh, 308-8867, 308-8867. Thanks, Jim, for waiting. What's going on? How can we help you today? Oh, pretty good. How you all doing? Good, good. Nice out here in the, at the nursery. Uh, Got a corn ear question. I've always shied away from spraying my sweet corn, and uh, the last few years I really get a lot of corn ear worms. And I was wondering what y'all thought about when the silks dry up, applying a few drops of uh, mineral oil to the end of the year. I've heard about that. That's the old. That's the. Uh, they've been doing that for a hundred years. Uh, bird's eye used to do that in uh, in the winter garden area when they would grow uh, sweet corn. And uh, they would use that that mineral oil, but uh, the mineral oil is not uh, not applied when the when it dries up. It's it's applied when you see the silks. I thought uh, that if you saw it, the silks were green, it would prohibit uh, pollination. Uh, well, that, that that's when the worm enters uh, when when the silks are yeah. green. Right. Uh, uh, another another thing you can use, uh, you know, the, those worms feed on those silks uh, appear uh, before they before they go down into the into the corn. Another thing you might want to try to use is uh, bacillus, the BT products for worms. Uh, so some people have had good success with that, and. Uh, uh, or, or like you say, you can try the mineral oil. I, I, I was talking to uh, the guy, the the, the old timer that uh, used to work with uh, the uh, bird's eye. Or let's see, am I saying bird's eye or was it Gerber? That grew sweet corn in the winter garden, and uh, they used that. They used that drop of mineral oil. And they said it, it worked pretty good, but it really worked when they started adding DDT to the mineral oil. <laughs> yeah. mm. yeah. And uh, that that uh, that took care of the worms. 
But uh, that's a, so, sort of a labor-intensive. But yeah. I, I think I think I would try to use a BT product. And that's that's our side. Yeah. Our, our, uh, that's a, that's an organic control. Spinosad. Yeah, that's an organic control. Both of those are, and uh, yeah, and probably more effective than the mineral. Yeah, yeah. I, I would I would use Spinosad. Uh, and just spray the silks. Once you see the silks come on, spray them about every every two to three days. And spray direct the spray at the silks with spinosad. I don't, you know, Jim. Uh, is it Jim online? Yeah, Jim. I don't I'm know. You on. just you can't kind of. Jerry used to say that having the the worms there that's right indicated that, that that was that that was definitely an organic gro- grown uh, I, th- uh, I think Jim wants more corn <laughs> well you know I've always shied away from unless I grew it myself I, I wouldn't have anything to do with corn that didn't have a worm in it there you uh, go there you go and unless and, uh, I grew it myself I always figured it seemed to me, and maybe it was just me, that fruit stand corn and store-bought corn, a lot of times you could taste some kind of pesticide. Well, you quit it. <laughs> All right, Jim, now you're losing it. Well, you, I don't you, know. You're I'm showing, sure your, you're showing your age, Jim. <laughs> well, I am getting up there quite a ways. <laughs> it's not related to the insects, but what amazes me is how... The quality on sweet corn has improved. Oh my goodness! I mean, it, you, this has blown you, my mind. When I was growing up, if you let it sit for more than two or three days after you picked it, it would the quality just decline. Now you can have it in the refrigerator for a couple of weeks, still t- taste wonderful, and uh, so that's that's kind of amazing. Uh, just to, I tell you, what's amazing to me is uh, most of that corn is grown in Florida. We don't we don't grow a lot of sweet corn in Texas. I mean, I mean, commercially, and uh, right. the amazing thing to me is how good uh, and uh, how long that sweet corn stores. Uh, once you know, in other words, you can you can buy sweet corn in HEB and some some even in those packages where it's been shucked and uh-huh. and it's in. And that's as good as any sweet corn you've ever eaten. That's that's what I was, that's and, what I was saying. To, to, to think of what, how far that's come and how long yeah. it's been harvested. And been in ref- you can have it in the refrigerator a week. Oh yeah, and still have it uh, sweet as sugar. Yeah, and and perfect perfect maturity. I wonder if I hope it hadn't been bioengineered. <laughs> but uh, it sure is it sure is good to eat. Maybe maybe that's that taste. And I like the fl- the flavor of it. Maybe that I've gotten used to the flavor of the pesticides. Yeah. Yeah. Jim, well, just ignoring him. Ignore him, Jim. We believe you. Yeah. Hey, Thanks, Jim. Like yeah, collect, collect, all those, collect all those worms and give them to Jerry. He can yeah. make a yeah. stew out of them. You know, they, they, they hatch out on those that corn. They eat that corn every day of their lives. So theoretically... They are corn, so you, you could cream cream the corn worms, and they would have a corn for corn flavor melting. Good, you, you just well, do I'm that. Though. Yeah. So you say uh, mineral oil while the silks are still 
street when they first showed. Right, right, right. All right, tell us what happened. But like, like I said, the the, the mineral is, is is tough to apply. You have to apply it on every deal. Are you familiar? I'm, I'm thinking the spinosad, which is an organic product, will control that if you apply it every two to three days to the silks. Uh, will take care of that little worm before he get, see they lay the egg on the silks, and right. then the worm goes down into into the corn. I think Jim was worried about that uh, pollination, Jerry. Are you familiar enough with that process? It's wind pollinated. Wind. That's what I was. Yes, so wind. That pollinated. The in, I mean, it's controlling the insects is not no, an issue. No, no, no. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Well, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. You All right. Bye-bye. 308-8867 is our number. We're going to take a break. And while we do, you give us a call at 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas is coming up in a moment on 930 AM. This is The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Milberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Happy. Happy Mother's Day from Millburgers, where you'll find some great gift ideas if you haven't gotten anything yet. Or how about getting something a little bit special, maybe a little bit extra for mom, like the Phalaenopsis orchid on sale for just sixteen eighty eight in the four inch pot. This is the best orchid to grow in the house. The blooms are spectacular and last for months. Mom will love it, and it's just sixteen eighty eight in the four inch pot. Mom would also love a garden full of zinnias that are attracting butterflies and look beautiful. On sale, eighty eight cents each in the four inch pot. Texas Lilac Vitex is beautiful, 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 and on sale for just sixteen eighty eight in the five gallon container. This week at Mill Burgers you'll also save fifty percent on Dwarf Yopon Holly in the three gallon container, now just nine eighty eight. You've heard us talk about the Victoria Red Grape. Well now you get it at Millburgers for twenty four eighty eight in the two gallon container. Happy Mother's Day from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. An incredible summer experience awaits your child at T Bar M Camps. And right now, nine thirty AM the answer presents a family values opportunity to save hundreds of dollars at T-Bar M Camps in New Braunfels. Save $200 right now. Choose from Sports Camp for grade schoolers, Camp Travis for middle and high schoolers, or choose from the Ultimate Swim or Baseball Camps. Learn the details and conditions at the Family Values page at 930amtheanswer.com. And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free. Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Service Award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. If it's rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life, Bob Jenkins is the answer. Call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and ask about their 20% off special on lawn fertilization and weed control and $20 off a lawn aeration. 210-979-PEST. JenkinsPest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins, and we are making San Antonio's lawns green again, and I approve this message. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. 
But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas at 308-8867, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull 40 Road. Where we're going to show you how these phone calls are done. D is on the line at 308-8867. Hi, D. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi. I needed some help with identifying a tree. Okay. Okay, the trees are usually uh, large. It's very tall. Very tall. Times. The leaves are in the top of the... Is that what you're seeing? <laughs> yeah. Go I ahead, on a, on a piece of property that I purchased, and they have a green skin-like bark. Retama. And the leaves on them are on stems as long as the leaves are wide. They're big, like three-lobed leaves. Through, oh, and three low. When it blooms, it, it blooms in the very top of the tree, a kind of unremarkable type of bloom, just a little circular thing. that it these branches that have and, multi... Uh, and it's like an umbrella tree? Is it uh, is there kind of a rounded crown, too? Hello? I, I'm sorry, what? Oh, I, I was just trying to... I was thinking now it sounds like an umbrella tree which is a varnish tree they call it too. varnish tree that could be what how, it is how tall is it? it how tall is it, it um, the biggest one's about 16 foot tall the other one's about 10 and one's about 2 and they got the, the 16 footers got a pretty sturdy trunk right oh yeah they have a, a big round trunk a multi uh, you know the stems come out Starting about three foot off the ground, it gets more yeah. branches, but they're all single, you know, single branches that go way up tall. And then, the, and, um, and then the, it loses every leaf during the winter, and it's just a big stick sticking up out of the ground. Okay, yeah, it sounds like the varnish tree. Uh, I can't think of what the other, what the Latin is right now, but uh, if you look up varnish tree, uh, can you get on the internet? I can, and I will. Yeah, just look up varnish tree, and that'll, I, th- I think that'll be the what you're looking at. What are you concerned <laughs> about? Do you want to know if you need to cut it down, or you just want to know what it is? Well, no, I wanted to, the small one, I wanted to transplant it somewhere, and I wanted to see if oh. there was maybe a better location than where it's at. I, I don't know how old it is or anything like that, but... It well, looks the, like it's, the big, it's the, too big for where it's growing. I don't know if it came up on its own or someone. Yeah, it's, it a, it's a seed, it's a seedling. Yeah, they okay. They'll get thirty foot tall. They're hard to transplant when they're as big as the, that largest one you have. Oh yeah, but the little oh, ones. I'm not going to do that either. largest one, but the the yeah. littlest one, the little yeah, do that. one foot tall tree, is in yeah. that spot. That, that's why I think it just came up on its own. Yeah, do that in December. When it loses all it, okay. it loses all its foliage, right? Oh yeah, every just a big stick. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah. well I appreciate I the help. Thank you so much. Now that that that's not the highest quality tree, 
Hey, if you want, if you want a shade tree or something, I would. I'd go ahead and get a a red oak or or uh, or some of the recommended trees. Well, I think that's, they that's not to, that's not to use, uh, be as used a, as a like landscape. An ornamental. It's, okay. I have, it's, um, yeah. it's definitely different. Else and pecans and stuff like that. And then this is like maybe a specimen tree. They have it next okay. to a uh, maple. I mean, no, a mulberry. A mulberry. Good Lord. <laughs> You'll have quite so a mix. Neither, <laughs> one of those are, neither one of those are desirable. This tree's kind of a mess because every leaf falls off of it and they're huge. So you're right. out there raking them up all the time so they don't go in the okay. pool, you know. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Good All luck right, to thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. That'll free up. Well, I'm at 308-8867, 308-8867, or toll-free 866-308-8867. I've got one of those uh, varnish trees in my back, and I can't yeah, I can't quite figure out if I like it or not. You know, <laughs> It, it's well, the foliage is really dark green. Yeah, and it's yeah. very, and it's and it's different. I mean, it's got a interesting shape, and as far as I can tell, I don't know. It doesn't have much attraction for wildlife. No. Pops not thick enough for nesting, and uh, the fruits don't seem to be desirable. But it is, it is. When it having, blooms, doesn't it? I'm trying to think. Does the bloom have an odor to it? I can't remember that it does. I was trying to remember the, the like zoom and the seed. The seed is, I remember it be, uh, being uh, a little messy. But, right, yeah. Yeah. And the leaves it, are it, definitely it, big, uh, big. Yeah, it, it has a lot of seedlings. In other words, it, it's a, yeah, in, sort of an invasive, not a, not, shouldn't not, be classified yeah, not overly, invasive. Yeah, not overly aggressive, but it does come up. All right. 308 uh, Neil Sperry's uh, questions and answers in this, uh, in this in yesterday's paper. Uh, he has a real good picture of uh, these. Uh, somebody writes in, I have a five-year-old pecan tree that has unusual growths on its leaves or leaflets. Uh, is this something I should worry about? You, well, you got plenty to worry about without that. And uh, what should I do about them? And it's pecan phylloxera. It's uh, that it's those same little ball, those little knots are on the leaves that we see on the oak leaves. But uh, and galls, we call call them galls on oak trees. But that's uh, similar to a gall. Now it can get pretty. Pecans pretty thick it was something that the commercial folks yeah dealt with when because they were <coughs> on some trees but not much you can do in a residential thing yeah the interesting thing about that phylloxera it, it great it gets on grapes too is that uh, uh it it it's uh, it's uh specific to certain trees Kind of, kind of like uh, our oak sprouts. Uh-huh. Uh, you'll have uh, phylloxera just all over one tree, uh, and then the same variety would be next to it, and it won't have have hardly any phylloxera on it. Actually, you can you do a pretty good job of treating it if you do dormant oil in the yeah win- winter that, time. That's the only treatment that we have is, is dormant oil in the winter time. Yeah. 
but uh, that that's that's just something that I, I don't know if any research has ever been done to, because because of the phylloxera, it doesn't come every year. It's it, it you know some years it's worse than others, so uh, it's hard to hard to do research on, on especially on those insects, but. Uh, They've come up with, I don't know who came up with the idea to use a dormant oil to control the uh, insects that cause the phylloxera yeah. gall. And it's not, it doesn't uh, c- kill all of them, but it, but it as Jerry mentioned, uh, the tree can put up with quite a, quite oh, a few yeah. without any yeah. reduction in produ- production. So. Those might be the first leaves that fall, but uh, it, it, they, do, they don't make the leaf non-functional. Uh, they're just uh, laying, ugly. laying their eggs. They're ugly. Well, they're they're different, like, like measles, <laughs> like measles on your on your pecan tree. See, he's 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 got an affection for phylloxera, but he doesn't care for ball moss. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I love ball moss. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I saw a. Uh, um, oh, now I'm blanking out on the. Uh, the tree that uh, yes. on it, um, mountain oh, laurel, mountain laurel with ball moss all over it. Oh yeah, I don't think I've ever seen a mountain laurel with ball moss. You know what? Yeah, they, will, they will get on. Some, you know where else it gets? That's kind of unusual. Are uh, crepe myrtles? Yeah, I, I was. I yeah. was thinking so those crepe myrtles that get there, and there are a lot of crepe myrtles that kind of get where they don't put new growth on, and they're just kind of. Kind of, they're content. They're at the top height, and you know, in fact, we get those kind of phone calls. But that that was typically that crepe uh, myrtle in that kind of situation where it's not putting a lot of growth on is uh, pretty susceptible to ball moss. And it'll have lichens on there too. Yeah. Uh, it's it's just weak growth, no growth, no just active a, growth. Yeah, perfect in uh, setting for epiphytes. You know, you you know, ball moss grows on on telephone lines, and and it doesn't have any extra growth, so that's why the yeah. ball moss settles on telephone lines. But I, I, you know, it must mess up the. It's telephone. a saplophyte. I mentioned my column next Saturday is about oak wilt and ball moss. Oh. And I don't know if I, I mentioned Pleasant Pleasanton, Texas, as a place to see ball moss. <laughs> On, on telephone, telephone lines, lines. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it's everywhere downtown with the Yeah. Uh, all right, 308-8867, 308-8867. The number to call to be a part of today's Mother's Day show. You got any Mother's Day ideas there on the uh, Millburgers? Uh, well, he, he your Phalaenopsis orchid yeah. is my favorite Mother's Day. Yeah. You know, you know, another one are the bougainvilleas in bloom. That that's a nice Mother's Day plant too. Yeah, full sun plant. Now I have to fuss at Milton on his commercial. He said you could grow phalaenopsis in the house. Yeah. No, when you when when they you can't bloom them in the house unless they're in a full sun condition. Oh, we you can keep them alive. We bloom we bloom them on a, on our kitchen counter. You must have sun in there. All so, the time. Well, it's a southern facing window. Yeah, but it's uh, of course the house. You know the wall is right there, so it just amazes me. It's not direct sunlight. 
but it uh, it seems to prosper. Yeah, drives Judy crazy. Of course, that's prime working space. Uh, <laughs> and for a while, we had like five or six phalaenopsis there. Now I notice that they Uh-oh. she tries to put them someplace else, and and they don't they don't prosper like they yeah. did there. They have but, to have full sun. Yeah. But a but a a window uh, like southern exposure or I don't know if eastern exposure would do it or not, but uh, they're amazing how versatile and easy they are to grow phalaenopsis. Here's sure. mother. Mothers are. Uh, I see two mothers walking by with uh, citrus. And the other thing you mentioned, uh, we we were yesterday at the butterfly garden here. We were right next to. All the ro- the roses in bloom. Oh yeah, that would have been nice. That's a nice gift. And then there's there's some pentas. If you're yeah. at a shady patio, there's some pentas and some big, like three gallon containers that are just knockout bright red or the pinks. Uh, I didn't see if we got any whites or lavenders, but. Hey, Sean is on the line at 308-8867, 308-8867. Hi, Sean. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, Seth Tickens. Doing great. How you doing? Good, good. Uh, I have a question on uh, what's the best thing to kill, uh, let's say, grapevines and grow it up into big oak trees that won't hurt the oak trees, or how's the best method to do it and what to use? You say what's the uh, how, how to control the grapevines? Mustang, yeah. Okay. Oh, the yeah. Mustang. Are they probably, yeah, Mustang. Are you sure they're Mustangs here? Yeah. Uh, they're down. At, we're in Victoria. Okay. Okay. And, yeah. And I've got some that are you know uh, vines that are big as your leg. So. Yeah. Taking over the trees and. I'm not. Well, I've seen I've seen numerous trees driving down to Victoria. Uh, especially on the on the uh, uh, north side of the road, or uh, you you see trees completely engulfed by those mustangs. Now the right. the if you if you worried basically they they don't take they they don't harm the tree. In other words, they're not uh, uh, parasites on the tree. The way they do, they they shade it out. Right, suffocated. They suffocated. They they shaded out. And uh, however, with that said, have you ever seen down in that area a live oak tree killed by uh, by yes. a grapevine? I don't know. It's not completely killed, but it's uh, uh, diminished uh, immensely by the uh, yeah. canopy uh, over several okay. years. Well, the only way the only way to do it is is uh, is cut it off at the roots. In other words, well, just get your chainsaw and that big old stalk stalk down there. Uh, just right. cut it off, cut it off right there, and the top will die eventually. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, but but it'll grow back about oh, eight or ten feet. Uh, the next year, so kind of looking for well, a longer. Well, yeah, yeah you try try that. Uh, I, you know, I've never done it on a grapevine, but I suspect it that vine and stump killer will work. You just Fine. you just you just brush that on that uh, cut that fresh cut. Okay. And uh, and uh, and if you if you've got a stump that big, drill some holes in there. And then put that uh, vine and stump killer in those holes immediately after you cut it off. 
and okay. it won't sprout. It won't sprout back. And it, the other, the, another neat thing about that you were worried about is affecting the live oak. It, it won't. I mean, as long as you're just careful and you put that material on that cut, it, it gets in that vascular system and goes down and kills those roots. You might get uh, another sprouting, but you'll definitely see that it controls most of it. And then you just cut it again and. And that's you need to cut it down hour. real close to the ground to do that. You'd no, well, any anywhere you cut it off, okay. anywhere you cut it off. Yeah, whatever is. Yeah, cut, if you, cut, if you want cut, to cut it with the chainsaw is not easy when yeah. it's all tangled. So, yeah, where right. even if you have to get well get at waist the, high, or yeah. Something. Right. Okay. And then, and then you can recut it if you after after you kill it. Okay. And uh, one other question: Are y'all familiar with uh, the product called Sendero? Sendero, uh, the yeah, name sounds it, familiar. They use it in a brush know. application. I don't know what the chemical actual name is. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd stick with a stumping vine killer. <laughs> no, this yeah, is a different question. My question on that is: Do you know if that will control or kill flame leaf sumac? I know it doesn't really affect oak trees and hackberries and things like that, but it does good on mesquite and weesatch. But I don't. I, don't. I, I imagine if it would control mesquite, it might control flame leaf. But you definitely got to look at the label. Yeah, yeah, because that's that's we, that flame leaf sumac got resins in it, uh, so it's kind of difficult to control. I, I kept that off the market. Yeah, and I, that's one of my claims to fame. Really, they were getting ready to put that sell out as a, and I guess they sell some anyway. Uh, uh, and I told them that uh, that would not that would be invasive in landscapes because huh. you never see you never see sumacs alone. In other words, they're always in a. Oh, picket. I thought you were talking about Sendoro. No, the, it's, um, it's, 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 I was I was smirking picket. because I. I thought Jerry Jerry's gotten more conservative in talking no. about herbicides because I, this was years ago. He mentioned to somebody that this product could work if you're very very careful and you read the instructions. And they weren't. And they and they didn't bother to be very careful. And they sent back this picture. It looked like the desert. This <laughs> after they got done there. Thanks, yeah. Sean. So well, you got to be you. really careful. Follow those instructions. We got to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Happy! Happy Mother's Day from Millburgers, where you'll find some great gift ideas if you haven't gotten anything yet, or how about getting something a little bit special, maybe a little bit extra for mom, like the Phalaenopsis orchid on sale for just sixteen eighty eight in a four inch pot. This is the best orchid to grow in the house. The blooms are spectacular and last for 
months. Mom will love it, and it's just sixteen eighty eight in the four inch pot. Mom would also love a garden full of zinnias that are attracting butterflies and look beautiful. On sale, eighty eight cents each in the four inch pot. Texas lilac vitex is beautiful, 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 and on sale for just sixteen eighty eight in the five gallon container. This week at Mill Burgers, you'll also save fifty percent on dwarf yopon holly in the three gallon container. Now just nine eighty eight. You've heard us talk about the Victoria red grape. Well, now you get it at Mill. Burgers for twenty four eighty eight in the two gallon container. Happy Mother's Day from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. Dewitt Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of lawn care professionals and consumers. Dewitt's high performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for responsible homeowners. Dewitt Pro Five Seed Barrier, the industry's best needle punched polypropylene fabric designed for the homeowner who demands professional quality products. Pro Five Weed Barrier conserves soil moisture, increases growth, and prevents unwanted weeds from germinating. Pro 5 is a non-chemical, environmentally sound form of weed control, allowing air, water, and nutrients to pass through, which equates to no use of chemicals to eliminate weeds. With this permeable landscape fabric, air passes through, preventing soil suffocation, and is sustainable to grow healthy plants. The needle punch material allows water and nutrients to slowly seep through while preventing all weeds from growing. It is the ideal product for weed control under rocks, mulch, and soil. Pro 5 Weed Barrier is available at Millburger nursery in many different sizes next time you're at millburgers ask for dewitt pro 5 weed barrier if you have an annuity or are thinking about getting an annuity then listen up all annuities are not the same robin hoppus president of big state financial may be able to add income to your retirement years while some annuities can help protect your assets in a volatile market having the wrong one could cost you thousands don't let this happen to you. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000 to learn how you might qualify for a guaranteed 20% bonus to your retirement income value. This 20% bonus is for a limited time only. The number to call is 210-373-6000. Remember, all annuities are not the same, so call Big State Financial today to learn about the best annuity for you and how you may qualify for a guaranteed 20% bonus on your retirement income value. An annuity can be a great alternative to market losses, and it can be a useful strategy for transferring wealth. Call Big State Financial now to learn about this limited time offer. The number is 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or visit them online at bigstatefinancial.com. Whoa, Bill. Why are you wearing an apron? Nick, it's time for Genie Lamp Spring Cleaning. Not today, Bill. We've got bathroom wishes to grant because for a limited time, anyone can purchase a new Genie Bath System walk-in shower and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. That's a $1,500 value. Or free. At Genie Bath Systems, we convert your old embarrassing bathtub into a luxury walk-in shower with all the latest colors and patterns and a genie bath walk-in shower costs 30 percent less than the competition and installed weeks faster than conventional remodeling no more hiding your old outdated tub behind a shower curtain let your new beautiful walk-in shower with a frameless glass door bring a fresh new look to your bathroom for a limited time purchase a new walk-in shower and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring see for yourself visit genie bath system showroom just off of broadway and freedom drive or visit geniebathsystems.com nick i still need your help cleaning the genie lamp I can't. I wish I could. <laughs> Allergies. Genie Bath Systems. 739-1372. That's 739-1372. <laughs> And 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. We've got a treat for you uh, right after the 1 o'clock news. We'll come back to the show. And Ann Schiller is going to talk to us about Festival of Flowers. So if you've got any Festival of Flowers questions, you can call up and, and talk to Ann about that. But she's going to give us all the skinny. And Kevin and Kevin's not talking. I'm sorry. She's no. ca- she's got mad at me and canceled me. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, I heard you made him mad. Well, he he did such a poor job last year with that <laughs> with the exact song. same topic. Yeah. <laughs> In fact, she kind of gave me this look. She said, "Didn't you remember that that you gave that exact yeah. topic last uh. year?" <laughs> <laughs> so. We just we decided last after it was so good last year that you just couldn't top it. Yeah. So we're going to retire you undefeated, un- undefeated on top of the <laughs> on top of the game. Um, all right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Kevin, they're, they're talking. Uh, I, th- I think we've got another uh, plant that we need to add to our. our a sustainable landscape uh, with a with a, a horse Oxalis? Yeah, dollar weed. Oh, yeah. I, have, uh, I mean, that's as far as Appleton says, we don't have much dollar weed. No, right that's here. a sissy weed compared uh, <laughs> compared to Oxalis <laughs> and horse herb. Uh, herb. I mean, you notice that our that our our certified butterfly garden, we planted horse herb in there. Did you really? That's we did, along with fra- uh, frog eyes. Yeah. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so they're both they're both good butterfly that. plants. Uh, those uh, black swallowtails really like their horse herb. Uh, the, that that lady that doesn't like uh, horse oh, herb no. is calling in, ready to complain that Calvin's planted horse herb in your butterfly garden. <laughs> but we just have to take care of what the butterflies right. like, and the horse yeah. herb will love them. That's right. I have I haven't watered uh, since we got into this little dry spell, and my horse herb is not doing well. I, I oh think, no! I think it think it needs to go away until it till the rain comes back. And again. it's amazing how, how it disappears without much of a flutter or yeah. you know, a big show. It's just suddenly thinner not and not there anymore. You know, so wait for the rain. That's right. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We're about to go to break. Before we do, want to remind you that the events that we talk about on the show, whether it's Festival of Flowers or Calvin's Butterfly Garden uh, dedication, you know what? You can find out more about all those events as well as some upcoming uh, workshops uh, for kids and adults uh, at MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. Go there to find out more about what's going on. All right, give us a call. Be a part of the show, 308 8867. 308 8867. Now, when we come back, Ann Schiller is going to talk to us about Festival of Flowers. So get your Festival of Flowers questions ready and give us a call. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Gardening South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number 308-8867. 308-8867. But Ann Schiller's here. Ann, grab that mic. Thank you for handing me the mic. Yes, ma'am. And guess, yeah, no, I'm taking, I'm risking that, you know, to 
the I know. I've had a, I, the, the world's under the worst water. head cold, and so I will infect now you, Jerry, and Calvin. Well, thank you. That's sweet. Uh, <laughs> I want to share it. Jerry's speaking tomorrow. He's returning. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have returned. <laughs> returned. Like MacArthur, he's right. returned. And, uh, and by the way, we just want to mention, too, uh, for that uh, gardening volunteers, there is no, it's free. But Jerry would appreciate a $5 donation. That's right. I will appreciate it greatly. If you are feeling underappreciated for any reason, <laughs> you, you will uh, that will be remedied with a $5 donation to Jerry. And he hopefully he'll give it to the gardening volunteers. Well, that's a nice segue because, Jerry, oh, yeah. you're going to be talking about some of the plants that GVST is going to be selling at right. the Festival of Flowers two weeks from, t- from today. Right. Two weeks from when? Today, believe it or not. Oh, okay. yeah. The Festival of Flowers May 27th. is two weeks from today. Okay. No, from two weeks from yesterday. Oh, two weeks from yesterday. Yes, on Saturday, May 27th. It's going to be on Sunday. I thought this was Saturday. No. Wow. Okay. Lots we're we're in trouble, go. Milton. May 27th. Jerry and Ann, you know. Yeah, Saturday, May 27th. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll all be there. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, good. Uh, you know, and we just want to say that this is our... 20th anniversary. People find that hard to believe mm-hmm. because when we first started this, we were just all young people in our 40s. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it's grown and grown. Oh, gosh, and yeah. So it's coming up uh, two weeks from yesterday on Saturday, May 27th at Alzafar Shrine. And it's uh, going to have everything that people have always loved about the Festival of Flowers. Everything from seminars, the organic roundtable, and, of course, the um, citywide plant exchange. Good. So all yes, the things yes. that you're used to, but, I mean, right. but now, so let's talk, uh, you, what do you want to focus on first? So what will mm. we find in the, uh, in well, the marketplace? Well, first we want to say that, you know, I'm going to kind of take you like on a tour. Cool. Of the Festival all right. Festival of Flowers. A virtual tour. Uh, Close yes. your eyes, right? I'm you're going to You're going to come up. You're going to park at the Alzafar Shrine on North Loop 1604 mm. between uh, Stone Oak Parkway and Blanco. and Blanco Road. The parking is free, which what? in my mind is pretty huge. Because I go to a lot of gardening events, home and gardening events, including San Antonio, Austin, and roundabouts. But there's always, parking is always an extra charge Absolutely. on top of the admission. So parking at the Festival of Flowers is free at Alzafar Shrine. It can get a little bit tight, but you can always find a place and it'll be free. I'm keeping that from blowing away for you. Thank you. Um, and then you'll walk up, and gosh darn, the first thing you see is the farmer's market, mm-hmm. where there's going to be fresh vegetables and produce, along with a lot of specialty products. Uh, you know, either it's garden art or uh, specialty foods. And one thing that's always kind of like stops people is Cameo Farm, and they have they sell beautiful plants right out front. So you walk past them. You can always come in and out. Oh, that's one thing I want to say about Festival of Flowers is that when you come in, you do buy a ticket, but it's only $6, and you get your hand stamped, and then you're free to come and go all day long, you know. So it's not true that they tattoo you? No, it's not a a permanent tattoo. It will wash off by uh, within uh, a couple of days. Okay. 
So you can't go back to work with that one, <laughs> a stamp. Um, but then you'll enter the, what we're calling the Saws Conservation Station, where San Antonio Water System, for the past 20 years, ever since our beginning, has been our co-host. And you will get a free zero-scape plant, one per adult, while they last. But still, you walk in and you get a free zero-scape plant right off the bat. And then you have a chance to meander through and learn some things. This year, the theme is rain gardens. And the master gardeners, the Bear County master gardeners, are going to have set up in the lobby an actual rain garden. They're constructing a rain garden uh, that you can kind of like, oh, so this is what it is. And it's kind of hard for me to imagine knowing what goes into a rain garden. So this display is going to be really, really a but, great treat. But you don't see. have to bring your umbrellas. Yeah. No, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah. So what is a rain garden? I mean, it, 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 you put plants in it, and yeah. it has well, uh, water-tolerant plants? You can't. Well, what it is, it's I mean, like when we do have rain, it captures the rain, and instead of letting it run off into the driveway the and the street, okay. and, you know, maybe carrying an awful lot of impurities after it goes into the street, right. etc., into the San Antonio River, uh, it captures it, and it kind of like slowly disperses it to your yard. Is that right? Yeah. Because you're more of an expert than I am. But the Yeah, and it's uh, it slows it down and makes your landscape more efficient in terms of water and then the the pollution thing is huge so you have do you have plants in that area you can yeah there, there's the a lot yeah that's what there's a lot of choices to make they use they use rock and they use uh, elevations and uh, and plants and so it can be quite attractive you can um and it's what they're also going to do is, is san antonio river authority is a partner this year and they're going to have a model there that will kind of show you the different uh, design elements that you can use within your landscape to create a rain garden. Oh, okay. And it's not just uh, a ravine. There are many, many ways to incorporate one into your yard that is really uh, beautifying your landscape. And it can be kind of, it can be pretty subtle. Mm-hmm. Get the job. It can be pretty, you know, get the mm-hmm. job done without having it. You know, having it be obvious that this is a different way of landscaping, but it can be, it can be huge, or it can be just so. Do they have, do they have a listing of plant material? Yes, they will. For mm-hmm. they will. They'll I'm have thinking that Bush Morning Glory would be perfect for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Drought tolerant and water mm-hmm. tolerant. Right, because there has to be plants that can be good in times of dry, right. you know, dry weather, and yet that will tolerate a heavy amount of rainfall, Absolutely. like in a single day. And that's bush morning glory. Uh, so they're going to do the rain gardens. Uh-huh, okay. Right. It's going to be a long tour if we have to stop and talk about everything. That's okay. well, well, we're talking about lobby, Calvary. Yeah. <laughs> but there are going to be people. And, and 4,000, 10,000 square feet in there. You but know. you can always walk in and out of, you know, again, the the Festival of Flowers is you come and you go, and you can visit all areas all day long. Yep. And a lot of people will come in 
And, okay, this maybe I shouldn't say this, but they'll immediately buy their ticket to go to get into the, you know, main hall and the seminars and all that. And then they'll go back to the Saws Conservation Station in the lobby while they're waiting for whatever their next seminar that they want to attend comes up. Oh, that makes sense. So it's kind of like a come and go. Yeah. It's an open house. It's an open house. And you want to see people you know. All your one, of the, one of the things right. that amazes me as a, a speaker, a participant, is uh, like these home and garden shows where you're trying to speak and the audience is coming and going. And it's right. here at the Festival of Flowers, you get, it seems like you get more serious uh, gardeners. You know, they come in, they sit and participate, fill up your classroom. and Yeah, they've got going. you separated from the crowd. Yeah. Right, there's not a lot of distraction of people walking by, and, et cetera. Well, good, good, do a good job of uh, publicizing the, sp- right. the speakers and the topics. And so and, people can make that decision. And one of our speakers this year is Lee Marlowe, and she's with the San Antonio River Authority. And she ha- she kind of spearheaded uh, the all of the native plantings along the, the San Antonio River Reach, uh, you know, down towards the mission, all the native plantings. And she's also been very, very involved in development of the San Antonio River Authority's uh, program on rain gardens. So she's going to be speaking basically on rain gardens, why you want one. Do, we, do you know what time she is? Uh, is she the first uh, speaker? Uh, yes, she will be probably at 9.30 or 10.30. We'll okay. work that out later. Milton. Okay. All of the details are on our website. Okay. Uh, but then after you visit Saw's Conservation Station, you'll walk through our traditional uh, rose archway rose archway that leads you into the uh, our indoor garden vendor mall and there you'll find you'll be able to buy plants and decor and accessories from both nonprofit and business and commercial retail uh, people in this area and one of the things that you'll first see is the Millburgers landscape display, mm-hmm. which is always a beautiful theme garden. And we always kind of like brush over this. But this year I just kind of want to pay special attention to it for the person that's been putting this all together, the Millburger garden, for the last many, many years, and that's Pat Martin. And Pat, is uh, she heads up the uh, plant rental department here. At Millburgers, but she always has a theme, and it's always a secret. Even we don't know it until <laughs> we walk in that day. And one year it can be either Alice in Wonderland, it can be uh, Jurassic Park, it could be one year it was like your own backyard retreat or resort. And what people like about this is that they go through as a family and they take their kids, and there's photo opportunities yeah. where you can take pictures in this garden setting so that's always a lot of fun so beyond that though once you're inside the show there you get to go to the seminars we have four of them in the morning and then we do the organic round table in the afternoon which is like a two-hour panel discussion on everything that's new in natural gardening we have herb kitchen demos going on throughout the day with the San Antonio Herb Market Association. The uh, San Antonio Daylily Society always puts on their annual Daylily show and sale. We have the Floral Design Challenge. And all in all, it's just a great day. 
And they can even see y'all doing your show. Yeah, we'll be there doing it from noon to 2. And just a reminder now, don't go to this uh, program thinking that you're going to find combination windows and hot tubs and and uh, siding demonstration. They don't want us in the hot tub? Is that... Uh, that that, 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 may, that may be. We discussed this in the past. Yeah, we... Yes, we no, we, we, we don't want to see <laughs> we, Calvin we, and We Jerry found out it was disgusting, tub. right? Uh, when we discussed it. It's, yeah, we've discussed uh, it and decided. <laughs> it's, all, it's all generally direct, directly related to gardening and oh, yeah. uh, with emphasis on plants and uh, cultural practices and uh, new techniques, how to... The products to to make your gardening more successful and your landscape more efficient. And and there's something going on all day long, mm-hmm. so it's it's a fun event. It's not something where you just come in and buy a rubber broom and leave. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> What's wrong with rubber brooms? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Or yardstick. Are y'all giving them a yardstick? So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so to find out more about all the 20th Anniversary Festival of Flowers, Saturday the 27th, uh, 9 to 5, Alzafar Shrine, go to safestivaloflowers.com, safestivaloflowers.com. Uh, and uh, how much will how much are tickets, it's, and where do you get them? It's $6. I don't want to pay $6. Would you pay 5 I'll pay 5 well, you know, you can inside this month's Mill Burgers. There you go. Mill Burgers newsletter. <laughs> you can find a one dollar off. There you go. So it's five dollars. Jerry's price point is apparently at five, and he's firm on that. So you're okay, Jerry. That's right. So it, it's six dollars for adults and children under ten are free. Free parking, and really, you know, just getting a free Xeriscape plant. Yeah. And we also want everybody to participate in the plant exchange who's like, you know, is crazy about plants. You have stuff in your backyard. You like to swap. You like to haggle. This is a fun event. You can Mm -hmm. also find about that on our website. And by the way, I will say that we have a few slots open in the afternoon for volunteers who want to be uh, plant exchange, well, you know, swap officials so you know if you want to do that if you love talking about plants to people if you love talking to gardening and you love uh you know that give and take with people other known otherwise known as haggling you know give me a call because we have a few slots open for a few more people in the afternoon on our friends of the fly we have it's the friends of the plant exchange committee okay now you haven't mentioned what plants we're not taking in the plant exchange you know that's my favorite subject prickly pear and And aloe aloe vera A couple of years Two ago, of my favorite plants they a won't couple take, of years no. ago, we relaxed aloe vera because we had that big freeze. <laughs> but we didn't get one this year. Okay. And so the plant exchange is now in its 20th year. And where? And they can, uh, Milt mentioned it earlier, but where should they go for these instructions I, uh, on the plant exchange? They can go to the website at SA, like San Antonio, safestivaloflowers.com. Yeah, and this 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 uh, we make fun of this festival of flowers. I mean the plant exchange, but it's <laughs> but it's huge. And in fact, the, oh yeah, at South Texas uh, Home Garden and, and Environmental Show that we're associated with, uh, uh, it's just attempting to duplicate something. And and with thanks to Anne and the volunteers, some of her volunteers, we they came down and helped us organize a plant exchange. Of course, it was. Didn't it, compare it to the big one, but 
but it's getting going to get better. It, I think it, ta- it takes a while for it to to take off and grow, but you know, and you know, it was kind of funny because when we were there, a lot of the people that came to to the the exchange in Floresville at the Home and Garden Show were veterans of the one here in San Antonio at the Festival of Flowers. So it's been going on for 20 years thanks to Calvin Finch who was suggesting it originally. Wow, and, Calvin, um, way to go. Like oh, I said, go, Calvin. it's grown to like, you know, a six-hour event within the show uh, where, you know, more than 1,200 plants are traded. Yeah. So it's very lively, a lot of action, and a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Ann. Thank you. You had another topic you were going to bring up, and we're going to say it before we go to the break so that we can get people to call in. I just wanted to uh, mention that what I've been seeing in my backyard, I live inside Loop 410 this year that I have not seen uh, in several years are lightning bugs in the evening. Some of my neighbors have brought that up. Yeah, I see people on Facebook posting about it. Right. And, uh, you know, it started with just a couple and then, you know, as time goes by and I've been sitting out in the backyard, it's like more and more and more. We'll so. have to confer with our entomologists, but yeah, I, th- why? I think the moisture, yeah, I think, I think the, moisture. the moisture and uh, uh, like three years of good r- regular rains and foliage make a difference. But, uh, yeah, this, it's pretty exciting. I was, I noticed them the other day, too, and you can, you can see them like 100 yards off in the, you know, in the landscape. And several, and, and many at a time. Yeah. yeah. So we'll have to get some lightning bug reports. <laughs> you tell us what part of town you are, kind of like our rain rangers. Call us and tell us kind of what area of town you are and if you've got lightning bugs. I hope it's more successful than the rutabaga supporters. Uh, the rutabaga rangers did not catch on. Uh. No, that was a shame. I uh, thought that was going to be big, Calvin. I, I did. Yeah. yeah I, sh- I guess I shouldn't remind Charles had to give... Get rid of that whole box of seeds, rutabaga <laughs> seeds that he bought. You know. All right. So, SAFestivalofflowers.com to learn more. And then, uh, listen, next week we'll tell you more about the Festival of Flowers. Saturday, we'll be... May 27th. Thank you. Cool. All right. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. Our phone number is 308-8867. 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Happy Mother's Day from Millburgers, where you'll find some great gift ideas if you haven't gotten anything yet. Or how about getting something a little bit special, maybe a little bit extra for mom, like the Phalaenopsis orchid on sale for just sixteen eighty eight in a four-inch pot. This is the best orchid to grow in the house. The blooms are spectacular and last for months. Mom will love it, and it's just sixteen eighty eight in the four-inch pot. Mom would also love a garden full of zinnias that are attracting butterflies and look beautiful. On sale, $0.88 cents each in the four-inch pot. Texas Lilac Vitex is beautiful, beautiful, beautiful and on sale for just sixteen eighty eight in the five-gallon container. This week at Millburgers, you'll also save 50% on Dwarf Yopon Holly in the three-gallon container, now just nine eighty eight. You've heard us talk about the Victoria Red Grape. Well, now you get it at Millburgers.
burgers for twenty four eighty eight in the two-gallon container. Happy Mother's Day from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. After one of the most remarkable elections in U.S. history, Donald J. Trump became our 45th president. Since his inauguration, the news cycle has raced to keep up with his policies and promises on immigration, health care, jobs, and foreign affairs. But how do voters accurately evaluate the first 100 days of the Trump presidency? And what should Americans expect moving forward? To honestly answer these questions, 9.30 a.m., The Answer, along with our local sponsor, Robert Custom Homes, and our national sponsor, My Pillow, present President Trump, the first 100 days, an evening with Larry Elder, May 23rd in San Antonio. Larry will address the issues and evaluate the president's first several months in office. Be a part of this interactive event. Tickets start at just $15 and are available now at 9.30amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by In-Home Senior Care and MyPillow. Visit MyPillow.com and type the discount code 100 days to buy the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Larry Elder at San Antonio's Palladium Theater on May 23rd. Presented by 9.30am. The Answer. Whoa, Bill. Why are you wearing an apron? Nick, it's time for Genie Lamp Spring Cleaning. Not today, Bill. We've got bathroom wishes to grant because for a limited time, anyone can purchase a new Genie Bath System, walk-in shower, and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. That's a $1,500 value. Or free. At Genie Bath Systems, we convert your old embarrassing bathtub into a luxurious walk-in shower. With all the latest colors and patterns. And a Genie Bath walk-in shower costs 30% less than the competition. And installed weeks faster than conventional remodeling. No more hiding your old outdated tub behind a shower curtain. Let your new beautiful walk-in shower with a frameless glass door bring a fresh new look to your bathroom. For a limited time, purchase a new walk-in shower and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. See for yourself. Visit Genie Bath Systems showroom just off of Broadway and Freedom Drive or visit GenieBathSystems.com. Nick, I still need your help cleaning the Genie lamp. I can't. I wish I could. <laughs> Allergies. Genie Bath Systems. 739-1372. That's 739-1372. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Hey, uh, before Ann uh, was, uh, we got a, a call in, someone who didn't want to be on the air was David. He wanted to know, uh, says he's got root rot on his St. Augustine and wanted to know what he should do about it. Um, does, does that start off with confirming that it's actually root rot? Root rot. Well, that's what he said. <laughs> You don't think of root rot on grass. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no we are of, seeing we, of, we are seeing some brown yeah, patch like symptoms. You, you think of a brown patch. Yeah. Which is kind of a it's a and and the weather conditions we've had leaflet. The cool the cool nights and the warm days are kind of kind of like fall. Yeah. So if you've got a we had one yesterday that was came to the Guard to to the uh, butterfly garden. He was talking. The if you got a low spot in yeah. your yard, quite often uh, you you'll get that. That'll be where the brown patch will start, and it can be pretty much ongoing, especially in the fall and in this kind of weather in the spring. Uh, so look for the, the don't overwater, and look for the place where the water's settling, and you just have to raise that up. Uh, you know that that's one of those areas, Jerry. If you put in an inch of uh, top dressing, mm-hmm. that makes a That'll big difference. Help. And the, yeah. that sod will usually grow right through that, and you you won't see it again after that. You just raise it up slightly by adding top dressing. 
Now we're, we're actually on the air. Can we doing a radio show? Can we ask your question on the air? Sure. Okay. Here you got the mic. Here you go. There you go. What's? How can we help you? Oh no. I was actually wondering. My grandmother lives in the valley, and she has a tree in her yard that is probably about three, four stories tall. Has big, big green leaves on it, purple flowers, but it has thorns going all up the tree that are really thick. They almost look like shark's teeth going up the tree. Do you know what kind of tree that is? I don't. I don't know the. I'm trying to think of some of the tropical uh, trees with thorns, purple flowers. We need a. We you want to grow one? I want one. I think it'll freeze up here. Yeah, that's that's the easy answer. We even though we don't know for sure which which of the the tropical plants it is, but there there is a lot of them that'll just on most years it'll prosper in the valley, but. We get our frequency of cold weather here is such mm-hmm. that it kind of limits the... See, a lot of the things that I have brought up from the valley have sprouted here and not in the valley. Huh. So, like my Madagascar palms. I have a Madagascar palm now that's over seven feet tall. Hmm. <laughs> and I bought it, like, not even two feet uh-huh. when I was in the valley. So, yeah. and my grandfather's, we bought one both at the same time, and his wasn't growing. I brought it here, and it's already grown about a good four inches. Now, I don't. We, we we generally have a do uh, are able to get a lot of input from our audience. Mm-hmm. So somebody in the audience will know what, what that will know what it is and know what that plant is. Okay. But uh, if we can get that information, if you can check in with us or listen to the show, the, how much time we got left? Uh, just about a half hour. Okay. Yeah. So, so maybe we'll, so we'll find see it. if somebody will call in. Awesome. Let us. Know. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank All you. right. Bye bye. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Bert's on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Sorry, there, Carlo. Bert, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm pretty good. And yourself, and uh, unofficial lightning bug report. I've seen yes. a, between a half dozen and a dozen in the last. Uh, nine days. Wow. What part of town are you in? I'm in uh, northeast, the near northeast. I'm like at Harry Wordsbach and Austin Highway. All right. So, that's kind of uh, yeah, Harry Wordsbach area seems to be Lightning Bug Central. Medical Center. Medical Center. And uh, we've got some near North Star. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of cool to see them, isn't it? I know. It's just like whenever I see one, I just go, "Thank you, Father." I mean, my heavenly yeah. Father. You know, it's like I got, go. a, I got, I got a, I got a free light show. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I can't recall the only place I. It's been a while, uh, and Walker Ranch, and there's a little, I don't know what river or creek it is that runs through there, but used to see a lot there, and that was like a real treat. But you had to go like find them, like it was going to the yeah. Lightning Bug Museum. You know, it'd be fun. No, well, uh, I, well, well, I, I just walk around in the dark sometimes. It's like I just get restless, and, you know, it's uh, like TV is not an option, and I just want to just go walk, and then I go walk, and, and where there's no street lights, I see them everywhere. Yeah, but did you see them last year when you were out walking? Uh, uh, I don't remember, quite honestly, because last year I was quite medicated because of my injuries from the war. So oh, okay. Now I've I've been weaning myself off of my. Uh, I used to doctors used to get mad at me because they'd say I was all drugged up, and they go, "No, you're medicated." 
Uh, well, maybe that's maybe that's why you're seeing the lightning bugs now. Yeah, yeah. No, stop. No, it. no, no, um, no. I, I've, I've quit you know, taking you know, all. I've quit taking. You know, it'd be fun. You know, it'd be Good fun you, if we could get the, easy. If we could get the entomologist. Uh, what's her name? Molly. Molly yeah, Molly. If she could give us a little account of the lightning bugs and what they eat, and you know how, how their populations fluctuate, because that that is kind of a fun topic. It is. They're, it's they're, very. I mean, uh, you just got to look outside and just like turn the lights out. It's just like uh, I have a telescope. I like looking at the stars too. But my question for you guys was: Have you ever heard of um, something from either University of Minnesota or Michigan that was called Seven Ponds? And because I remember talking about the saws, the water, and they did like Seven Ponds to. Um, water grasses, and at the end, everything was clean. Is there any application we can do for that down here? Well, I think you can. I think there's a whole bunch of variations like that. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the uh, bog plants. Yeah, are used to uh, filter water. And there's a. I think there's a lot on the internet. There's a lot of options. And at at the extension office. Um, they they used to have publications, you know, and there'd be two or three, four those kind of right. system, systems do. to choose from. Yeah, they can, they, the yeah, they can be quite interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I do cool. I know because I I studied like uh, some stuff though, with the University of Pennsylvania about colored mulch, how it uh, reflects light back up that is beneficial to the plant. So, right. I'm huh. on, yeah, I'm on to that. So if you got somebody else on the line. I'll let you go. I just wanted to know if you guys have heard of that and if there's any native plants, if it's on Plant Answers or something like that, or like you said, at the county agent's office. I'll just have to check there. That's the one on Cherry Ridge, correct? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just yeah, just put the topic of uh, plant, uh, let's see, what would we, we, we call that? Water Cherry? filtration? Yeah. Natural, okay, yeah. Water, natural water filtration or something like that. Cool. All Sounds right. good. Good luck. Okay. Thanks, Bert. Call us back. You take care. All right, 308-8867 is our number. All right, we're getting lots of lightning bug reports from the Harry Wurzbach area, <laughs> one from the Medical Center area, one from near North Star Mall. So uh, call us with your lightning bug. Jerry says you're doubting they'll be past north of 1604. Is that your? Uh, I, past history shows that the... Uh, they're almost always on the southeast and east side of uh, San Antonio where they have more brush, okay, uh, ground cover and stuff like that, and uh, on, and especially on uh, rainy rainy springs. All right. Now they're they're quite common up north. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. In Tennessee, my my kids grew up catching them, catching them, and and. And put them in jars, Mason, yeah, Mason and then jar. putting them on the on the on their bed, well, on their bed when they went to sleep to watch them at mm-hmm. night. Yeah. So. Uh, and what was and that? They were thick there. Yeah. I mean, they were thick in Tennessee. This is Western Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And then that other topic. Hopefully, we get somebody call in and that to recognize that. Oh, that the tropical plant with the sharks, sharks teeth. Thorns and purple flowers. Yep. All right, 308-8867, the number to call, 308-8867.
Again, I want to mention that uh, I have returned. I hear. And uh, we're going to have a, we're going to be talking about some of those plants that uh, can be good in water features or can take wet soils. Another one that comes to mind that we, we don't have any plant material of is hibiscus, perennial hibiscus. Uh, you know, mallows are, are swamp plants. And, uh, and so if you've got a wet area, uh, think of a perennial hibiscus like uh, flare or, or even more grindy, but uh, uh, for, for your wet, wet areas and besides giving you those nice big blooms. Yeah, and there's a couple others that are real obvious, too, the cannas. Yeah, cannas, yeah, cannas are great. And uh, Louisiana iris. And right. So, yeah, cannas are amazing because they do the same thing as your hibiscus. Right. They'll grow in, the, in a dry area, good xeriscape plants, but also grow just in prosper in the swamp, yeah. But the best best one is, is uh, bush morning glory. And we will have both the white and the uh, standard. I don't know, some people call that blue and some people call that uh, that, that color. Anyway, anyway, uh, the bush morning glory kind color. of a silver blue, huh? Yeah. Hey, but at at the and and I'll be talking about them at the Garden Volunteers of South Texas meeting uh, tomorrow at uh, noon. My talk is at noon at uh, the San Antonio Garden Center, thirty three ten North New Braunfels. Ray's on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey Ray, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Thank you. I uh, hope you all are doing good. Yeah. How about you? I'm doing okay. Um, uh, Jerry may remember. Uh, Calvin may remember. I've been calling in every now and then about. Uh, I'm growing cucumbers in containers. Um, right. The last. Yeah, the last call I, I called about was um, I was kind of concerned about the absence of bees, and we were thinking that at that time that it was the wildflowers that was attracting them, and that they would return. Um, they have not returned. <laughs> um, not only have not the honeybees returned, but no, I, I was also seeing. Um, uh, Big black bumblebees every now and then that were coming around and oh yeah, yeah they're good pollinators. pollinating yeah they're good pollinators uh, they're gone I mean I, I I haven't seen any and um, you know my, my my pollination of the pickles you can tell is is getting like what what you said where uh, the ends of the pickles or or some part of the pickle shrivels yellow yeah. yeah shrivels up and dies. Um, I'm getting a lot of those. Uh, I'm getting cucumbers that are just misshapen. They're like curled and, uh, right. and, and I understand. I went to Fanex the other day and talked to them about it and, uh, they said, yeah, they're experiencing the same problem. Uh, I talked to one, uh, elderly gentleman that was working there. I talked to him quite a bit and I can't remember his name, but good guy. Um, he said his cucumbers are doing the same thing, uh, and that he has a lack of bees too. And so, y'all were y'all were talking about lightning bugs a while ago, and that's kind of what uh, got me thinking about calling. And uh, can we get a, a, a flash on a flash news update on bees? Yeah, bees? What's going on with sure. bees? Or... Well, the, the, they've lost a tremendous uh, number of the population from. Uh, 
from uh, hive decline. Of course, you you would be dealing with uh, native bees or, or or bees that are in the wild. Naturalized, yeah. Wild. Naturalized, right. Uh, but uh, the the bee population has declined significantly, and nobody knows why. Uh, but uh, there's really nothing nothing we can do about it, or nothing you can do about it. But uh, hope for the best. It's yeah, and, and, and it's kind of a mixed bag because um, I, I you know I don't know I've got I've got bees and I've seen the thing I noticed that they're on is this uh, Phasalia that blue uh, uh, curl plant mm-hmm. that they're really attracted to, and then they've been getting on the salvia too. So I don't know that I have as many as I've had in the past because I used to have. Quite a few show up at the sugar water feeders. Right, yeah. And I made it. I don't see them there anymore, but I do see some around the yard. So I think, I think, and I think that's one of the characteristics here is that the population concentrations are really varied on bees where they go. So I trees all over town. It'd be nice. It'd it'd probably be good if we could get Molly to comment on the bees too. Just give us an update on the report. Molly, yeah, I would. I would love to hear uh, Molly talk about that too. uh, Because one of the things they suggested was sugar water, and um, you know, I'm thinking if the bees aren't there, (laughs) if they're not out there, sugar water's not going to attract bees that aren't there. So um, yeah, they they feed uh, they feed hives sugar water. Uh-huh. So sometimes they they put hive, they put sugar water. In fact, there's a there's a holder that you put at the entrance to, to the beehive, and that holds a upside down uh, mason jar that you fill with uh, sugar water, just, just like just like you do the hummingbirds. Well, I've, I've and, heard about uh, and they they take with sugar water too. Does that work or or? I mean, if the bees aren't there, sugar water's not going to help. But, no, uh, no, it's not going to attract them. Uh, but let, 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 uh, yeah, let us work on that uh, Molly and see if we can't get a, a report. But uh, What's your thoughts think, on, yeah, on the, 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 sugar water, though? Uh, is that like a bad thing? Does that attract bad insects later? or? No, 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 no. no. The butterflies like it, too. So. Yeah. Um, and the ants, yeah, the ants for sure, <laughs> fire ants. Um, but you might, you know, what what you might do with the sugar water is you you might be able to get a clear, just to confirm your your population estimates. If none show up to a, sh- a shallow dish of sugar water, then you really probably do have a real serious uh, uh, population. Uh, situations and if you got a few there, the sugar water might help to reinforce and strengthen their their hive too. So it doesn't, certainly doesn't hurt anything. I wonder well, if uh, yeah. you're you're growing pickling cucumbers, right? Right, right. I, I was thinking if you're growing the slicers, which are they're supposed to be seedless anyway. I wonder if that uh, blossom set uh, hormone. That they sell at some nurseries would would set some. Um, I, I set got a some, bottle of that from from, from uh, Millburgers and uh, <clears throat> okay. I used that last week and and sprayed a few blooms that I've got. Um, good. Uh, yeah, let me know how that works out. 
So, you know, I don't that, know if that, that's going to that, That's supposed to set fruit without uh, pollination. So how often do you do that? Like once a week or just whenever you see the bloom? You just, you just spray the, once the, once the new bloom comes out, the female bloom, uh, okay. yeah, you just spray it once and that should set the fruit. Okay. Just one time. But, yeah, but so I you mean, did that uh, once, right? So do you do but that regularly, like once a week, or you just... No, 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 no. Well, once, you, once you spray it with that, it's a, it's a, it's a growth hormone. Well, but what if they got, I mean, you'll have new flowers. Coming. You have new flowers. So, so you can do it as whatever is convenient. Right. You could do it a couple times a week, probably. I'm not getting that, yeah. I'm not getting that many new flowers um, either. So, um, you know, I've, I've got some insects, too, that... That uh, mil- uh, that uh, Phoenix couldn't identify it. Uh, I can't explain it. But this this guy, uh, I've learned that this guy comes out of what looks like a big fly, like a big mosquito, and it, he comes out of there. And when he comes out of there, he looks like a beetle, but he flies. And he, he kind of reminds me of an army tank. He's just he he looks like he's armored. <laughs> And, Sounds like uh, a stink bug, or has he got? Oh, he, he no, a leaf, leaf-footed bug? No, he's very is elongated. He, um, he's not a he's not a stink bug. Sounds like a bug. Well, yeah, there's there's hundreds of stink bugs of different varieties. In that oh, family. okay. Does he that armor? The fact that he's armored really makes it sound. Of course, uh, you know, box elder bugs and all yeah, those guys yeah. too. Are kind of related. I think, I think he just uh, he sucks on the plant, and I think he he actually chews on the plant, based off of you know what damage I've seen. But um, so you know, th- th- then what I started doing was using a fruit tree spray, which has got neem oil and pyrethrum. Uh, but but I've only used it about two or three times at the most. Sprayed in the evenings, like Phanix recommended, uh, and then all of a sudden the bees are gone. <laughs> So I'm, I'm thinking maybe that's, you know, I mean, they they warn you that this stuff is toxic to bees, but... Um, no, no, that, they, they'd be... Uh, when you're talking about a bee population, you're talking about tens of thousands of bees. So uh, let's, let's say by chance you accidentally kill some bees, but that's, that's not going to... Your problem is is the lack of population in your area. Now, I'd also question whether they would, that will if it's a stink bug related bug that that pyrethrum won't, won't phase it a bit. Right. We we've had to use seven to get out to handle any of those stink bugs. Hey Ray, I got to run to break. Oh. All right. Sorry. Thanks, Ray. Good we'll see what we can do on getting Molly to give us a report. Let me yeah. know if that blossom. Uh, uh, is that uh, going to be like next works. week, you think, uh, that you'll read? Uh, no. we'll, we'll try. I'll try. Okay. okay. Thanks, Good Ray. Deal. You Thank take you, care. All right. Bye. 308-8867. 308-8867. Mark Peterson came by. We'll talk to him a little bit. He gave me a, a clue on the tree. So we'll tell you about that right oh, after this on 938 the, the answer. Uh-huh. Neat. Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. Happy Mother's Day from Millburgers, where you'll find some great gift ideas if you haven't gotten anything yet. 
Or how about getting something a little bit special, maybe a little bit extra for mom, like the Phalaenopsis orchid on sale for just sixteen eighty eight in the four inch pot. This is the best orchid to grow in the house. The blooms are spectacular and last for months. Mom will love it, and it's just sixteen eighty eight in the four inch pot. Mom would also love a garden full of zinnias that are attracting butterflies and look beautiful on sale. 88 cents each in the 4-inch pot. Texas Lilac Vitex is beautiful, 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 and on sale for just $16.88 in the 5-gallon container. This week at Millburgers, you'll also save 50% on Dwarf Yopon Holly in the 3-gallon container, now just $9.88. You've heard us talk about the Victoria Red Grape. Well, now you get it at Millburgers for $24.88 in the 2-gallon container. Happy Mother's Day from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free. Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Super Service Award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. If it's rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life. Call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and get $20 off your initial pest control service. And ask about the mosquito treatment special, 210-979-PEST, JenkinsPest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins, and I approve of this message. An incredible summer experience awaits your child at T-Bar M Camps. And right now, 930amtheanswer.com presents a family values opportunity to save hundreds of dollars at T-Bar M Camps in New Braunfels. Save $200 right now. Choose from Sports Camp for grade schoolers, Camp Travis for middle and high schoolers, or choose from the Ultimate Swim or Baseball Camps. Learn the details and conditions at the Family Values page at 930amtheanswer.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. The 20th Annual Festival of Flowers happens Saturday, May 27th. San Antonio's favorite and largest gardening event is back. A big day of shopping for plants, landscape supplies, garden decor, and much, much more. Attend gardening and landscape seminars, hear the latest in natural gardening at the Organic Roundtable, trade plants at the Citywide Plant Exchange. Floral design, herb cooking, plant and garden displays, co-hosted by San Antonio Water System, and Saws will have a free zero-scape plant for each adult while supplies last. Admission just $6 and parking is free. Carts and wagons are welcome. Plant and package checkroom. Food and beverages available all day. Remember the date, Saturday, May 27th, 9 until 5. San Antonio Shrine Auditorium on North Loop 1604 between 281 North and Blanco Road. Find all the details at safestivaloflowers.com. That's safestivaloflowers.com. We'll see you there. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM. The answer. We're going to talk to Mark in just a second. Talk to you about Nature's Creation. When you come here looking for organic products, check out Nature's Creation, an all-natural line of lawn and garden products, including fertilizers, herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, and soil amendments, which are kid, pet, and planet safe. Nature's Creation is a Texas company which has combined the latest in organic research with traditional methods and materials to offer the environmentally responsible consumer solutions for all their garden needs. Check out Nature's Creation Root Stimulator, an all-natural biostimulant with seaweed, which stimulates the root development by supplying natural plant growth hormones. So look for Nature's Creation right here at Millburgers Nursery, where you'll find the complete line of Nature's Creation environmentally friendly products. Nature's Creation, kid, pet, and planet friendly. Hey, Mark. Hey, Milton. Turn your mic up. Hey, Mark. Uh, hey, Milton. Hey, what's going on? Not much. <laughs> so you you rushed over here. To, I, I was doing a load of laundry, uh, <laughs> and my regular laundry machine was on the fritz, so I was uh, at one of the fine establishments around town, Okay. and uh, I heard the young lady uh, describe a tree, which I knew immediately. So it was blue flowers, big leaves in the valley, and... Uh, what shark, do we call that? Shark tooth. Shark, shark's teeth, yeah, yes. Was that the clue? Was that the that clue? was the clue. And it's called a capoc tree. All right. Or in Spanish, ceba. So, oh. so yeah. how do you spell it? K- K- uh, K- it's K-A-P-O-K. Oh, okay. All right, so you go look at it. I'm going to go look at it. Okay. Or in Spanish, C-E-I-B-A. So her question was, could she do it here? No. Okay. No. Uh, let's sometimes say that, yeah, sometimes let's, we forget that Mark Mark is an accomplished forester. Yeah, and we used to when we conferred with him. Well, I saw years a lot past, of these. We it was on forestry topics, so it's. I saw a lot of these in uh, in Puerto Rico when I was working there for a short period. So Puerto Rico, Caribbean, uh, Central America. Cool. Not so much here. Oh, it's a big old tree. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, I'll show it to Calvin in a second. So uh, one of the key characteristics of uh, the term K-POC, I don't know where that term came from, but I do know that was in reference to the material inside the seed pots, yeah. which they would use uh, for a life vest. That was the original stuffing for the May West. Oh, Stuffing oh. for what? The May West, uh, the orange oh, the uh, jacket preservers. Yeah, k okay. Yeah, K-POC. Cool. All right. So, Mark, hey, we just heard another commercial for um, Festival of Flowers. And, of course, Saws is a big portion of Festival of Flowers and a big sponsor of. You're a big part of Saws? Par- partner. We like partner. to say partner, partner. not partner. sponsor. Oh, partner. partner. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Partner yeah. with the uh, – okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, what it is this what year, uh, Calvin was correct. Okay. Uh, what uh, – I believe Ann is calling it the um, – oh, uh, conservation, Saws Conservation Center or something like that. Yeah. And uh, we, what we're going to do is have the Bear County Master Gardeners. Uh, they're going to go full throttle all the way in, and they're going to handle the plant giveaway. Uh, I'm purchasing the plants, but we have the plant giveaway. And then they're going to design that area into a rain garden, examples of rain gardens. And Sarah has this uh, San Antonio River Authority has this really cool display. And then they're going to do some on-the-ground displays with various plants that they're going to obtain from here, from Millburgers. All the plants that you can use in a rain garden. 
Hmm. Oh, cool. Oh, Lots yeah. of choices. And yeah, there's, and there's exactly. plans. Sanitary River Authority has a plans available, too, don't they, or instructions? Yes, they have instructions. They have a video, which they have, and they also have some written plans, which uh, we'll have available. Oh, good. There'll uh, be handouts and everything. There'll be handouts there. Uh, but this display that they have is, is three-dimensional, interactive. You can, like, pull the lawn off. And there's underneath there is a huge rain garden underneath. Very uh, cool. It, yeah, it's a very cool display. Encourage everyone, as Ann mentioned, it is in two Saturdays from now. Right. It's uh, May 27th. Uh, tickets are the same as they've always been. Well, as they've been recently. Yeah, $6. So, yeah. So I, you can get the Millburgers newsletter and save a dollar. Is the information being sent out on the SAWS? It will be sent on the SAWS website. I already, already have written the article okay. uh, for that, and that will be that Tuesday of that week. Okay, but uh, how about that? Is there a lot of times there's a discount card? Is that no? We don't not at that time. Not unless uh, Ann provides me with some or something. So no. the only place be the Millburgers newsletter. You, they can cut, stop in here, get a Mill Millburgers newsletter, or get it on the internet, right, on their website. Cool. But I highly encourage it. Uh, Lee Marlowe will be speaking in the morning on how to do a residential rain garden. Uh, we have some uh, some uh, other speakers from Austin area that will be doing sort of the same thing. And then one speaker is going to uh, talk on um, healthy aspects of the garden and how it's got how she went through her her uh, medication and pain therapy uh, and the garden helped out really well so, oh very cool yeah, yeah it'd be kind of fun to do uh you know like we do the uh, water saving tour it'd be kind of fun to see what we've got in rain gardens and see some examples around this well just so happens there are is it was either yesterday well, the Green Space Alliance held one, or it will be uh, in June, uh, that Eco Central. So I would encourage everybody to go uh, on the Eco Central site to go yeah. see. If, if you talk to those folks, remind them to send us info. I guess I could get that info, too. I was just there speaking, too. So, But uh, Jerry asked some really uh, neat questions about specific plants and and uh, people, well, heard, people uh, are kind of interested in it. Yeah, there are uh, the... Coupon, which is coming out in two weeks as well, uh, will have a half the, at least a third of the plants on the coupon that are permitted for the water saver coupon plants are available and can be used for the rain garden. So um, that's really cool, and they have a little designation on the on the coupon. Um, so these rain gardens. Uh, Sarah's is mostly interested because of the pollution control, but Saw's interested also because of the water conservation potential. Water, so you have two aspects on there, the stormwater and then the quantity and quality. And so uh, yeah, a little, we're interested in a little bit of both, but our main concerns, of course, are over the recharge zone and the quality of the water going into the recharge zone. Hmm. Hey, uh, summer sort of unofficially begins... You think after Memorial Day? We're sitting out here sweating. I know. So, hmm. how are we? Uh, how are we poised going into summer, water-wise and aquifer-wise and stuff? Or would you rather not talk about it? Uh, let's just say that the okay. weather conditions will dictate whether we go into Sage Warner. Slightly higher than the average, but 
as we've seen, you go into yeah. these kind of months, you go into June, and if July, it can go down really quickly. Really, really quickly. So uh, if uh, the spigots stop, uh, any kind of rain come down, yeah, we could see it uh, a, a, a stage one in the latter part of July. Okay. Knock on you wood. You to put me in trouble like I'm that. I'm sorry. I, I didn't know I was putting you in trouble. <laughs> well, we, we've gotten spoiled. We've gone a whole yes. year plus without restrictions. So, it's Calvin, nice. Do you know when the, we came out of stage, drop stage? No, I, do, I, I'm, I, I oh. suspect you're going to say it's longer than a year. Yeah, No, it is uh, the December 5th, 2015. So it is. Oh. It's been a year and a half. What, a year yeah. and a half? That's my anniversary. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that right? Oh. You lasted a whole year and a half? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> How about yeah. that? Uh, I don't take any credit for the uh, oh, going out of the, the job I, I restrictions. Would, I would oh, okay, cool. Well, maybe it is. Maybe. <laughs> Laura and I will take credit for that. All right, anything else? we got about a minute or so. Anything else? Oh, no, no, it's, take, uh, you got uh, the mic? Well, we, we just want to remind everybody that, yes, the, the coupons will be coming out. They're not online yet. But they will be online uh, Tuesday or Wednesday of the 23rd or the 24th. We are uh, working on the, the software and the computers right now. We're trying to actually break it, see if we can we, we can find all the mistakes in it. Oh, okay. We, can, we call it breaking it. And, uh, and then they come to the participating vendors. One of them is... Where? Millburgers? Millburgers, that is correct. Thank you. There are other ones across town, both Rainbow Gardens, the Garden Center, Fanix Nursery, and four of the HEB Pluses okay. are participating. How about your website address? There's a lot of oh, information. Right. So uh, what we're trying to do is trying to have just coordinate everything into one address, and that will be the www.gardenstylesa.com website. Gardenstylesa. You still can find it just by you going still to can Saws. find it, but what, right now it's at the www.saws.org site, but uh, eventually even that site will direct them to the Garden Style site. All right. We're going to thanks Mark. We're going to say goodbye for today. I want to thanks Carlo. Thank Carlo back at the station doing a great job getting all the calls on the air. And, of course, thank you for listening. We'll see you next Saturday and Sunday back here at Millburgers at 1604 and Boulevardy Road. For Dr. Finch, Dr. Parsons, I'm Milton Glick. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.